Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to wax on, wax off, wax poetic, and then listen to the 90s punk rock band Wax. That's right. It's grunt work. Take a breath and go for yours. On my command, now hit the dance floor. It's gonna make you grunt till you bleed. Oh, no. You. (laughs) Because this is Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that chooses its own adventure. Oh, it's like a Bandersnatch situation. (laughs) I am your host, Landon. Step up to the streets. Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman Electric Boogaloo Caps. Oh, thank you. I always thought of myself as more of a step-up revolution type myself, oh, but okay. uh, I'll, I can boogaloo with the booga best of them. I would agree, because isn't that the one where they're fighting for their community? I I think so. I mean, I feel like or isn't... fighting, dancing for their community. Well, yes. I mean, fighting in a metaphorical sense. Isn't every dance movie about fighting for a community on some <laughs> level? Like, like they're going to bulldoze yeah. the community center and somehow breakdancing is the only thing that can stop it. <laughs> I, but I feel that's very on brand for you. I mean... Well, yes, you're very community or uh, minded. Well, I am very community minded, although I'm usually I'm usually the one who's like, no, we need to bulldoze the community center because nobody needs it. And if we build some high density housing there, it will bring <laughs> down the housing prices in the community. Why are you people listening to me? Why are you breakdancing? when I'm trying to talk about zoning policy. Uh, Truman, this was called this is my movie zoning breakdancers <laughs> needs work on the title and the overall concept. Uh, Landon, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. <laughs> Uh, what's been going on? Uh, you know, I mean, gosh. Since I last saw you. Since you last saw, I mean, what, do we want to bury the lead on this one or not? No, I think we can tell people, uh, we are recording back-to-back episodes, We're we're doing them back-to-back. We're actually speaking to people in the future. Yes. We are. I mean, we do that every week, I suppose. And I, and I do. further into the future. So this is like a time capsule. Think of, this is, we're talking all the way to people in June. Oh my God. 2019. Dude. That, I know. What's what must what, what they is it may like? not? Can you imagine something might happen that changes the the perception of the world so much that this episode we're recording right now and scheduling to go out in June may be so foreign to people that they don't fully understand the life we're leading right now. The, the president is going to come up with a new nickname for Joe Biden <laughs> that is going to flip everyone's Biden. wigs. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Joe, Joe, more like Joe Bidork. And these are all references people don't understand anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like in the in the in the in the nightmare of the far future, Joe Biden has ceased to exist because he's been so badly owned by the president. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, but it's it's the future, you know. I mean, I talk to people in the future all the time, though. I mean, when I put on you... my tinfoil hat. But, oh, okay, gotcha. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a time traveler, as we established. Ex- exactly, nice. exactly. <laughs> I've I've uh, take me away. I don't mind, but you. Better promise me we'll be back in time. Uh, just, yep, yeah, talk singing, even though it was your turn today. So, Landon. Yeah. Uh, home improvement. I mean, do we want to yeah, get into that, I'm or just... do we have something else to... <laughs> no, I'd like to trip over our segues a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, well, just like George W. Bush, more jokes about presidents. <laughs> we watch a little show called Home Improvement on this podcast. Yes. And uh, I think we watched an episode this week. I think we did, too. And uh, Would you like to tell us a little bit what it was about? Yeah, it's a no-nonsense show today. We're just jumping right into it. 
Tim builds a dance floor in the basement for Randy's first ever boy-girl birthday party, but when the 16 coats of wax he applied leads to Randy's crush, Michelle, spraining her ankle, the three of them must make an unexpected trip to the emergency room. Like and Tim must pull out all the stops to convince her father to let Randy keep hanging out with her. More like the dance floor crushed her. Ooh. <laughs> More like the streets... Ste well, it's hard to step up to the streets when your ankle is broken, actually. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you actually be stepping down to the streets? Because you have to, like, jump off the curb? Well, some... step off of the curb? I think in Seattle, at least in the old days, the streets were actually at a higher level than the uh, than, than the sidewalks. Is that true? I, 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 I believe it's true. Can I explain how that worked? No, not really. But, like, do something due to, like, the... Uh, you know, it's on the Puget Sound... <laughs> Something, some no. I like. I'm really not bullshitting okay. on this. I think that's actually a thing. Can I pitch you my idea for sidewalks that go over driveways? Sure, hit it. I want sidewalks that go over driveways. So you're saying that rather <laughs> than have to occasionally wait for a car to pull out, you'd rather have to walk up and down staircases. It's, it's not the, a million times a day. It's not the way. Well, yes, because I walk to get exercise, and that would cut my walk in half by half yeah that's but, what i just said so a quarter it's and it's not the waiting part that's annoying the it's, waiting is the hardest part it's the fact that i never know if someone's paying attention true so if they're waiting i don't know if i should wait if they're going to be pulling out or if they're just looking at their phone for five seconds and if i'm trying to get a nice rhythm going with my workout yeah i don't want to have to be thinking about this and I inevitably almost get backed over every day of my life walking around my neighborhood on the sidewalk. Okay, and that's and that's that's a straight up bummer. That's a bummer Rooney right there. But what if instead of forcing everyone to walk up and down stairs all the times, which is also hella ableist, uh, if you <laughs> Fair, did, okay, yeah. instead when you're out walking around, you just go constantly, hi, hi, hey guys, hey, hey, hey wouldn't that here? be ableist against uh, mute people? I'm not saying that mute people should do that. I'm saying that you should do that. <laughs> okay, what about driveways that go under sidewalks? Okay, now what you're saying is interesting. That I could that I could get behind. Although I can picture just a million cars getting high centered on the kind of dip that that would happen. Just you, your bump, one bumper gets stuck on the downslope, one bumper gets stuck on the upslope, and then no one drives cars anymore. Well, and it would everyone... just be a complete underground parking at that point. I think we've invented the Hyperloop now. Or more parking behind buildings. We just need to rethink our entire uh, architectural structure. Right? What I'm saying is we bulldoze not just the community center, but also every <laughs> parking lot and parking structure. We put in high-density housing. We expand the transit networks. We don't need cars anymore. <laughs> what is Amy Grant going to sing about if we tear down all the parking lots? <laughs> uh, she's probably just gonna like she's probably gonna sing a, a song about how upset she is that she can't park her big car anywhere now. <laughs> Turns out oh I was God. just a limousine liberal. Didn't actually want to affect change. <laughs> that was our long ass synopsis riff, uh, brought to us by John S. J John S. brought us a, a backdoor zoning rant because <laughs> that's the mood I'm in tonight. Uh, Landon, we yeah. Well, I was going to ask what you thought of this episode. But I know I you do you this every every week before we actually get to uh, the game. I'm just that so has excited. <laughs> I just can't hide it. We, uh, <laughs> I can see it, but you are hiding something, and it comes out as the most nonchalant. This is like what I'm a flasher now. I mean, <laughs> well, there's a fair amount of news. Just like in this Wilson, episode. yeah, there is. Uh, and Wilson's you, you, Willie. As you flash, what flies out at us is uh, very small. <laughs> All these titles Guess are relatively short. That title. 
brought to us by Tom. Wow, we are eight minutes in, and this is a loopy episode already. I, I think we should record all of our episodes after recording another episode already <laughs> past your bedtime. Uh, okay, titles for this episode. Sponsored by Tom. None of Tim's beeswax. Okay. Uh, I like that. Option two, flirty dancing. <laughs> I like that one even better. Option three, Slip Sliding Away. That is an actual title of a Home Improvement episode. Slip Sledding Away. Okay, that fair. Title. Okay, all right. You're fair, I am burnt. Get the fuck oh, down. Oh, God, take me to the ER. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Give me priority treatment over everyone that's actually dying. Yeah, by just sweet-talking some doctor who probably has better stuff to do. I'm sorry, but I digress. The title that that is the best one. Yeah. Buff and Tumble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I, I, I give that one to you because it does actually feel like a home improvement title. Thank you. Uh, that they should have used. Yes. Uh, instead, they went the route of um, Jill's kind of stuck in the past song. Jill's birthday. Yeah. Uh, when she pulls out the records. Yeah. It's called It's My Party. Mm, no. No. <laughs> nope, 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 It's no, a title. No, no, neighbor. That's like a D. That's barely a title. <laughs> That's bad. I'm sorry. Buff and Tumble was right there. Buff and Tumble. What? Wax? It took you five minutes to come up with Buff and Tumble, and they couldn't. Yeah, seriously. They must have spent one minute on this. <laughs> uh, it's My Party was uh, originally broadcast on February 14th, 1995, directed by Andy Kadiff, and written by uh, One Hit Wonder as far as home improvement is concerned. Yeah. His name is Tad Mumford. Tad Mumford. Uh, well, what, who are his sons, and do they <laughs> do they play in a folksy type band? Uh, Tad spelled with a T H A D. He unfortunately passed away in 2018. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, I don't say this much for writers on this show, but he is prolific. Well, he he seems like a pro based on this episode. <laughs> tell me, tell me what else has he written for? Uh, he started doing all kinds of uh, TV work back in the early 70s through. Um, the Electric Company. Oh, wow. He wrote for Maud, Alice, MASH. He wrote Mash. Uh, tons of episodes for MASH. Uh, 17 episodes in total for MASH. Good goddamn. Uh, he wrote for Elf. He wrote for um, Saturday Night Live back in the 70s uh, for at least Lord. one episode. Uh, what I want to point out is the fact that I had forgotten that this thing existed. Maybe we should go into a metagame. Did he write for ER? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote for a TV show called The Duck Factory. The that's where they come from. Are you familiar with this show? I am familiar with Duck Dynasty. Do they own the factory? <laughs> no, it Duck Factory is the first attempt to make Jim Carrey a star. He is a cartoonist uh, who constantly like contorts his face in a mirror to try to get inspiration for his characters. Uh, it was aired in 1984. <laughs> Long before living in Living Color. How old was he? Jim Carrey? Yeah, in, in 1984. I mean, like, <laughs> what, was he, like, 16 or some shit? <laughs> no, he's in his 20s. Um, anyway, I saw back on Comedy Central, they, they aired this, uh, a few episodes of it, and I remember seeing it and never remembering it until this very second that it existed, so. The Duck Factory. Yeah. Wow. 
He also wrote for Blue's Clues. So he's all over the map. Jesus. What, way to go this guy. A fucking role <laughs> model right there. Just write a bunch of episodes for a bunch of shit. Just yeah. those those WGA residual checks just flowing in. <laughs> this is the only episode of Home Improvement he wrote, though. You know what? And that is a damn shame because I thought this episode was great. And I, I really... I, this was one of... The, probably my favorite episode of the season thus far. Really? Wow. I thought it was really funny. That's... Interesting to hear, because uh, I was saying before we we started that this is was a, a form, uh, yeah, formidable. formative. Now, formative. Well, it is. It was formidable <laughs> in terms of how well it was written. I um, this is one that like really made an impression on me as a kid. Like I remember not only watching it first broadcast, but uh, multiple times in syndication, being like very excited when this episode would come on because you love shiny floors. <laughs> uh, I think for two reasons. Uh, one. The, the, uh, I, I was right at the right age where the mechanics of how you pull off special effects and stuff started to, like, make sense to me. And I thought it was so clever, uh, to get a stunt person to come in to do the dancing for Tim at yeah. the very end of the episode. Yeah. Like, I found that to be the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> um, but also, I think the budding romance between, uh, Michelle and Randy really hit me at like when i was starting to discover hormones yeah yeah um at the same time as you're discovering the concept of stunt actors and the concept (laughs) of women at the same time uh probably a number of other things as well but uh that's uh, yeah so for whatever reason the compilation of a number of these things just really made this episode stick out to me when i was a a kid and maybe naked wilson I, I did not that. remember that at yeah. all. Surprising. That's the sort of thing that would make an impression, one would think. Uh, it. I gotta say, it didn't f- really hold up, at least in the way that the things you find as a kid are hilarious hold up, uh, which is nothing. Um, <laughs> so it was still a very enjoyable episode. I like that there's no real super conflict that you know we have to weigh. Yeah. Is this problematic? Is this not? Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of a nice... Nice break for us. It was like, uh, you know, it was like a Coors Light. Just you just drink it, and <laughs> yeah. it's beer. You know, I can I can get down on some Coors Light sometimes. Well, I don't drink anymore, but I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't like I don't like beer. So I mean, I don't get down on Coors Light, but it's like what I've been led to believe Coors Light is like. <laughs> just just you know what? Hey, no problem. Goes down easy. Yeah, it's smooth, smooth. Just like a freshly waxed floor. Less filler tastes great. Yeah. Uh, and Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> you get to edit this again, so uh, you can say whatever you want, and no one would know the difference. Uh, Spuds McKenzie did 9-11. There, I can edit that out. <laughs> Why don't we hop in our chitty chitty bang bang car and fly along the clouds? I've never seen the movie. Uh, well, you're, you're <laughs> on track so far. <laughs> okay, great. And as we look out uh, over the side at the, the ground below... Um, that is where the map of the episode is. Wow, I really lost okay, track. Okay, okay. I mean, good, like honestly, I was worried. I did a nine eleven joke, and you started talking about flying around through the clouds. And I was like, Landon, where are you taking us? <laughs> hey, look, this oh is good. look. Well, like at the end of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, a movie I saw a fair number of times as a kid. We're gonna fly through the clouds uh, straight into the ending credits. Oh, okay, yeah. That Bye, movie, everybody. Is that movie, like, really short? Well, no, I mean, they fly around a bunch, but at the end, they just fly oh, into the credits. I guess I, I presumed that they get into the car at the beginning of the show. Wait. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of Flubber, where at the end, he drives away in his car, and they fly into the ending credits. Also, maybe the flubber I'm thinking of, not the flubber that had Robin Williams, but the original Fred flubber McMurray. from the 60s. 
Anyway, back to flub work. Um, <laughs> we're flubbing this podcast. Uh, Ain't that the truth? I'm just a I'm a flubby chaser. What can I say? So uh, the episode starts with the grunt creep sliding across a freshly finished floor. I believe on... it's called pulling a risky business. <laughs> he is in his underwear. Everybody's in their underwear or less in this episode. This is a naked ass episode of Home Improvement. It is. Uh, he slides across a freshly finished floor because it's floor week. Yeah. On home improvement. And uh which I mean tool time. Taking a cue from you, this is a alliteration heavy episode. Oh yes. Yes. Uh so yeah, they are floor finishing. Um well Tim says oh Al says, We're going to finish finishing our floor. And Tim goes, and if you said finish finishing in Finland, you'd and Al just goes, Tim. <laughs> which is I think one of that was kind of one of the first clues, like, oh this this is kind of good. Like it's like they're just gonna let the they're just gonna use the negative space of yeah. that joke rather than going the whole way through. Uh, I'm gonna say that gave me a little bit of blue balls. Um, just waiting on on you know uh, oh god percolating. <laughs> no, keep going, man. Pins and needles uh, that I would finally get some sort of. Uh, uh, Come up against Gabagool. Oh, right. Something that Finland... I mean, I've, I've told you, Lutefisk. Um, I don't you know. You don't need to hear about your heavy metal bands. <laughs> uh, you can make fun of, of how tenacious the Finns were in fighting back against uh, Nazis in an insurgent campaign during the Winter War in 1943. Which is not much. Uh, I mean, they kill, I, you know, they had one sniper who killed like 500 Nazis. Oh. Well, I, just, I can't make fun of you about that. I know. That's kind of what I, I'm kind of setting up a cupcake you fight for you. son of a bitch. I don't know. Look, honestly, I don't know very much about my cultural heritage. I'll look <laughs> up some funny things about Finland next time that you can make fun of. Okay. Schmerdy, schmerdy, gabagool. I don't know. <laughs> that's also the Swedish chef, and it's actually, you know, Finland's uh, Finnish and Swedish people. It all circles make fun around of Finland. Nothing yeah. ever hits it. Yep. Um, that's, you know, that's why we're so tenacious. <laughs> Tim starts We're talking. just getting started. <laughs> Tim starts about starts talking about buffing the floor. Oh my god, my brain's already stopping. Um, uh, so yeah, suggesting that you know Al has a big buffer out there. He says, "Put your uh, uh, lamb skin, yeah, lamb skin on there to buff it with." To buff it, and if you don't have a lamb, if you don't have a lamb skin, you can actually use your your lamb. And then Klaus goes, uh, "Lamb <laughs> lamb noise crazy." Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing leads to another. Al is going to start buffing his section of floor. Tim has his own section of floor. Yeah. Uh, guys, what do you think happens? That's right. Heidi comes out with a gigantic buffer. Heidi and Stumpy. Yes. Stumpy, who has all of his limbs, so I feel lied to. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. He's, well, okay. Yep. We'll go there. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing for okay. that. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, and the buffer is clearly huge. Right. It is a massive buffer. He says that he got it at Bob's Big and Tall Appliance Shop. And uh, Al says, my God, could you build a bigger buffer? Yep. And he did, and it, he didn't, you know, it's that, it's that uh, alliteration there. <laughs> and then we get just a very, like, I'm looking at this like, okay, so he's going to buff so hard that the floor wears off and it falls through the, the ground. We've it seen falls that before, the center Oh, yeah, this show's never, never, <laughs> ever going to replay a joke. They're so above that on Home Improvement. Uh, but no, Tim just turns on the buffer and starts buffing while Klaus plays some classical music. And then he kind of like spins the buffer around a bit. And then he kind of goes into fast motion and spins the a couple same times. Same way he spun that spin, uh, dance instructor. 
True, uh, true. Actually, <laughs> yes. Two. Except he doesn't hurt himself. He just kind of like stumbles away from the buffer, and the yeah. buffer gets out of control and it bonks slightly against the back of the set. No, yeah, well, he hurt the buffer just like he hurt the dance instructor. Oh, yeah. Well, machines don't have feelings, Landon. Uh, that's the moral of a little story <laughs> well, called the Terminator. Right now. Okay. Well, you know, series <laughs> sometimes like triggers even when we don't say her name. <laughs> triggered much so i don't know uh look the, the point is this this bit yeah. isn't good this is probably no, the weakest bit of the episode and it, it leads to a little tornado uh transition which takes us into the theme credits yes and uh i have a note okay um it's actually not a note about these theme credits it's about the last uh three seasons theme credits okay we we've been speculating for a little while yeah that uh the taylors might be a family of interdimensional travelers mm-hmm uh, I thought back to some evidence that we overlooked. Pray tell, what have you found? What seems to occur at the end of the theme credits in the first two, uh, three seasons of the show? Uh, explosions? Well, no. I mean, that uh, does oh, happen. Uh, oh, uh, the, the thing rolling up, what do you think? Should you put the kids in the middle? Yowie, yowie. Uh, a little bit before that. I, 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 the house... I, contracts? Lifts, lifts up? What if the house is the ship? Oh, okay. So you're saying... What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying the Taylors are a group, a family of interdimensional Interdimensional. <laughs> That's what Tim would call it, though. It's an interdimension. It's a dimension, not a dimension. <laughs> Whenever your wife drives the interdimensional ship, she's stopping all the time to ask for directions. <laughs> and the method of travel between dimensions... Is their house okay? So they're they're basically lost in space. Yes, except it's lost in Dimension House. <laughs> yeah. The original name of the show is Dimension House, <laughs> produced by Dimension Pictures. I like it, uh, uh, and the band The Fifth Dimension. Just putting uh, that out there. Yeah, that's that's solid. I could see them. Fl- I just don't know why you'd need propellers on your house to fly through dimensions, but. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know the uh, mechanics of interdimensional travel. Apparently, you need uh, a lot of Willy Wonka style honks and buzzers to kind of lift your house up. You know, the one the one true thing about other dimensions is that they are silly as fuck. <laughs> yeah, if only you had. A <laughs> That's na- why they're in a uh, video game. I, I guess. I guess so. If only you had a neighbor who'd had dinner with Einstein, and we could bounce all of these these questions <laughs> off of. Uh, so, from the theme song, yeah. we come to the kitchen. The kitchen. Jill is cooking up some Alfredo sauce. Yes. Which, I don't quite understand how you could fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Personally. I mean, it's basically just butter and, and cheese, right? Yeah, or just pop the top and pour it into a pot. Yeah, like, I don't like, know why... Wh- why why are you giving yourself more work here, Jill? Yeah, why do you insist on making things from scratch when you are clearly not good at it? Like, and it only sets you up for, for disses from your well, family. yeah, and I actually want to go into this, because Randy comes and makes a joke about her cooking, which yeah. I can't remember, but it was pretty good. Jill, you want to taste some Alfredo sauce? Randy, if I taste it now, can I skip it at dinner? Thanks, <laughs> script man. I, you're, you're welcome, I <laughs> guess i don't have a funny note uh, voice for script man yet but let's let's go i'll come up with them later um but so what finally makes this somewhat acceptable to me i mean because it's it's consistent every episode has a jill can't cook joke in it um she tastes the alfredo sauce and she herself does not like it she makes a horrible face and then tim <laughs> comes home and looks at her making this face and goes oh alfredo face <laughs> Which was my least favorite Dick Tracy villain. (laughs) 
Like you want to talk about you want to talk about offensive Italian stereotypes. I know Alfredo face was the worst. Though I mean, kind of effective because every time you punched him, then your hand got all saucy and you had to like wipe it off before. And then while you're wiping your hand off, he gets away. Exactly, and He's I, slippery as fuck. I, and as a lactose intolerant person, I can't even go near Alfredo face. <laughs> Yeah, this got real insensitive to Italian people. Uh, I I did not bust out my accent even once. <laughs> you didn't. I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so Tim comes home from another bit of alliteration because uh, he was just at Slippery Steve's snowmobiles. Slippery Steve, who is Alfredo Face's alter ego, because <laughs> <laughs> he slips away exactly after you punch him. Yeah. It's honestly pretty easy to put two and two together, though. I mean, you can smell them coming a mile away. That Alfredo sauce does not keep well. So the point is, Slippery Steve uh, has cut Tim a deal on renting a snowmobile. And Tim, he he really wants wants Randy to have a snowmobile-themed birthday party. Yeah, well, he just refers to it as a snowmobile party. And I'm like, wait, so is there just going to be one snowmobile? And everyone just (laughs) chills out and wait. Like, is it in the backyard and we all just sit on, take turns sitting on the snowmobile? Or do we go somewhere with it and snowmobile around? I I don't know. I I don't know what a snowmobile party is. Apparently their backyard is large enough to house a snowmobile and a gigantic uh, lawnmower that Tim built. So, yeah, you know, I mean, we have, we only know so much about this yard. (laughs) Uh, But Randy, unfortunately. Maybe they go into another dimension. Oh, they go a, off screen. a dimension full of snow. <laughs> exactly. A frozen dimension. Uh, what, what does Randy want instead of the snowmobile? Randy, inexplicably, this this preteen teen boy wants yeah. to have a boy-girl party in the basement with music and dancing. You know, things kids like. What? Instead of, uh, you know, freezing your dick off on a <laughs> snowmobile whizzing around. Tim even, like, Tim in trying to, you know, be like, why, why would you want that? No, nothing's more fun than riding around in a snowmobile with icicles in your face and your, like, I thought he was going to start grunting here, talking yeah. about how much he loves Because it was kind of ramping up into it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fake out. I had snowmobile blue balls. <laughs> uh, Snowballs. <laughs> so, Tim wants, uh, no, Randy wants this boy-girl party to happen in the basement uh, because he has a little crush. Yeah, and this girl named Michelle. Tim also points out, well, girls love snowmobiles. And Jill says, who? And Tim goes, snowmobile chicks. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it's just this sort of sort of impasse. Like yeah. they, uh, But not much of one. No, I mean, it's just they, that, like... They acquiesce pretty quickly. Yeah, Tim wants to do one thing, Randy wants to do another. And then, the second scene of the show, Tim goes out back and yeah. Wilson. We get a, a party hat transition to uh, Wilson steaming himself uh, in the, the winter snowy night in... Um, is it a, a is it a yurt? No, it's not a yurt. I think it's just like a it's like a sauna tent, basically. He's what, got some hot coals in there. What's a yurt? Was that what uh, Fire Festival promised people? Uh, no, Fire Festival just promised people nice tents. A yurt is like a tent that has a wooden frame. It's built in a cylindrical thing mm. with a conical roof. Could this be a mobile yurt? Uh, n- no, it's not. No, a mobile yurt is a tent, Landon. A, a yurt <laughs> is stationary. It has okay. a wooden frame. So this is just it's a got tent. a foundation. Okay, is it just? I'm it's gonna find an end to your finishness. I, yeah, I don't think did the Finns invent yurts? I know yurt sounds like a yurty yurty yurty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm going to find something. No, no, get me, man. I'm I'm here waiting to be God. Uh, but he's out back yodeling in a tent. But this is like uncharacteristically early to go see Wilson. Yeah, like, it Tim is hasn't early. fucked anything up yet. Yeah. What, what's he even to talk about? Also, something I've noticed about this director, 
um, who is... This is Andy Cative. Oh, this is Andy Cative? Well, yeah. something I've noticed that they've been doing recently that started with the previous director is it used to be Wilson scenes would start with Tim walking in the backyard and we'd look over the fence from Tim's side. Last two episodes, we've started on Wilson's side of the fence and looked at oh, Tim. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I don't feel like it started last episode, but um, I, I see the pattern that you're picking up on. Uh, you, you smell what I'm stepping in. That's good. <laughs> uh, so Wilson is out back yodeling in a tent, and uh, Tim asks... Uh, Tim goes out and looks over the fence and says, Wilson, are you naked? <laughs> and Wilson responds, no, Tim, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> Brilliant writing. Love this. Um, and yeah, you're right. This is another fin. Yeah, not more Finland bits. Just Finn all over the place. He is uh, explains that he's doing a hot sauna bath, Finland style, to be followed by a snow massage, which is a thing that I have heard about. My mom went to Finland in the 70s. And yeah, you... Um, you know, you basically get super hot in there, and then you run out and you jump in the snow for as long as you can take it, and you run back into the uh, back into the sauna tent. Ner- nerd. God damn it. I don't know. Get- <laughs> it's like almost there. There's, you know, there's nothing. To, there was Also, this is the 70s. They didn't have, like, anything else to do. <laughs> okay, like, all fair, you had to yeah. do was, was uh, you know, get super hot, get super cold, get super hot again, and just wait for the Cold War to either start... <laughs> Or end. I don't know. Uh, Either get hot or get cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, either nuclear war or nuclear winter. Hey, who, who, who knows what, you know? Uh, so, yeah, so he talks to him uh, about, you know, what all he's doing. Uh, he says, maybe you'd like to join me for a hot sauna sometime. And and Tim says, well, I'm not much of a get naked with your neighbor kind of guy. <laughs> and also, we see Wilson then getting out of the tent. And we see a lot of Wilson. Like, we've seen a lot. Of Wilson. Like, we've seen a bunch of him, way more than we've seen of his face. <laughs> At this point, yes, especially by the end of the episode. Oh, but, uh, oh speaking of ends. Tim is uh, trying his best to avoid eye contact with Wilson this or entire scene. Or contact. And uh, his, his big issue, which isn't very big in the context of the show, no. is, uh, you know, I, I wanted to get Randy a snowmobile thing, but uh, uh, he didn't want it. And I just want to get involved in my son's birthdays. Which is which is code for I want my sons to have the same interest as me because I am just <laughs> well, a, a, a he's little converted boy. Mark if we remember last episode. Yeah, I know Mark who was going to be into ballet and stuff, yeah. but then made a sharp turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, he talks about how they went to a tractor pull uh, tractor pull for Brad's birthday and they all got their heads covered in 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 mud. But he's saying like Randy wants to have a boy girl party and there's nothing for me to do at a boy girl no, party. What am I gonna do? Well, what am I gonna do? What maybe gonna do? maybe go upstairs and have sex with your wife while all the kids are occupied. We know you want. <laughs> to do that uh i have <laughs> concerns about that they're uh, married well true but you know that's landon it's should... in the bible God. it's in the bible when you're married you have to have sex all the time you have to have uh what you. was that kid's name that showed up at the halloween party as a molecule like he oh, would oh burst yeah into the room that asshole and, yeah he would he would <laughs> so you got to be careful when there are kids in the house is all i'm saying i i, I guess but there's always three kids in the house, and it's not stopped them before. Yeah, but they're not going to go tell on their parents. I suppose that's true. I suppose um, that's true. Wilson's advice is, you know, well, he recites some sort of ancient uh, uh, literature. Chinese secret, yeah. <laughs> person. And uh, says, you know, why don't you create something unique uh, and to, to Randy's, you know, uh, unique and unexpected yeah. uh, for Randy. And Tim's like, well, like what? And he's like, well... I knew that. It wouldn't be unexpected, would it? Yeah. Tim. Oof. 
burnt Tim. <laughs> also, Tim is, uh, he before he has this conversation with Wilson, he goes, are you all covered up? And uh, Wilson's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to point out, the front of the robe is open, and we've seen things come through the fence a number of times. <laughs> there is a glory hole in that <laughs> fence, let's be honest. <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen Wilson's creepy mother's eye through it. Which, I mean, the, the, it oh, look, it opens up all kinds of horrible things to consider if something else is going through there. His hand came through to the tailor's side at one point. Look, I'm just saying, in Bone Improvement, the unauthorized XXX parody, <laughs> uh, this scene would go in a very different direction. And as it is, it still goes in a pretty saucy direction because in the end Tim uh, in the end oh god well yeah because Tim is looking over the fence and Wilson just turns around and takes off his robe to get back into the sauna and Tim just goes oh I did not uh, I did not now I'm a little surprised by that tattoo placement Wilson and Wilson goes that's not a tattoo neighbor I just sat on a hot coal (laughs) uh so yeah, from from naked Wilson, from new. But and again, like we get this overhead shot <laughs> of Wilson strategically bent over, and it's just a bunch of Wilson. <laughs> like it's just everything but his face. Yes, there there you have it, sir. It's 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 done. Count it. <laughs> uh, this takes us to the basement where Tim uh, is putting uh, uh, coats of wax. On the essentially, he brought over the the flooring from yeah. uh, Tool Time, and then the massive buffer as well, and the massive buffer, and he's buffing this floor that he's or now calling a dance floor. Buffering, buffering, buffering. The 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 buffer is literally doing the thing that the buffering. That's right. Yeah, yeah. My my laughter at that joke is buffering. Oh wow! It'll come later. Wow. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, I'm just kidding. Did I just hee 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 hee? You just hee 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 hee'd and then also <laughs> told me that you were kidding afterwards as though the hee 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 hees didn't didn't clue me in. Oh guys. <laughs> it's at uh, Oh gosh. You know, you know, there's two there's two factors in what makes a crazy episode of Grunt Work. There is the temperature of Landon's apartment and there's the hour of the night. And now the thing is, there's an inverse relation. Like the later it gets, the cooler it gets in the apartment. But one day, Landon, one day it's we're gonna have a hot night when we're recording late, and that uh-huh. that that podcast will be the song that ends the earth. <laughs> that will that will open a portal to hell, like in the video game Doom. Uh, so we're down in the basement. Tim is buffing, uh, and at this point. At this point, it's like, well, we just saw Wilson nude a couple times. What we really need now is, is an extra dash of nudity, just another pinch <laughs> of beefcake. Like this one is yeah. for the ladies. This is at least PG nudity. Though. This is this is and, and honestly, very well executed nudity. Yeah. It's very tastefully done comedy nudity. T- you know, Mark is watching as Tim is buffing also, this is floor. It considered nudity if it's just kneecaps it's well yeah yeah i you know there's some people called the mormons who consider this extremely nude uh all right so he you know he is buffing and talking to mark about how mark isn't allowed to buff this floor because of how dangerous it is and then his the cuff of his pants get caught in the buffer and his pants just rip right off and he's there in his shoes and his high socks and his boxers his binford boxers binford boxers uh his little tool boxers uh so that's funny that's a good bit and meanwhile upstairs randy is uh getting ready for the party and he's just changed his shoes for the second or third time yeah he's doing a he's doing kind of a pretty woman Mm -hmm. uh montage while brad is watching and Brad is sipping on a DNM soda. Oh yeah, you mm. remember those DNM sodas? I gotta love those DNM sodas. Actually, I'm sorry, it's DM and M cola. Oh yes, uh, you know if you drink too many of them, you might pass out, and you have to sign a DNR, 
do not resuscitate. Actually, that only really applies if you're super old and want to die. <laughs> Comedy podcast. So, uh, Randy is really nervous, and Brad is being... Like, uncharacteristically, but in a sweet way, kind of encouraging yeah. to him. Like, he's talking about how, well, Michelle's going to be here. I'm really excited to see her. And Brad says, dude, don't worry. Like, Michelle isn't going to worry about your shoes or what you look like. Like, she's going to like you for you. Just the one thing she doesn't want is dorky parents hanging around. Yeah. And then Jill comes I, in. I have to bring up before we get to bring Jill it up. here. Bring it up. Um, what happened to Beth? Yeah. I mean, Randy was so kind of hung up on her that it seemed like things are going well. I mean, the last we saw of Beth... Uh, she walked in on, um, Randy shopping with his mother. Oh, right. And still seemed interested in wanting to pursue, um, hanging out. Well, you know, one thing, I mean, to, to bring back an old theory, maybe what happened to Beth is this, and what you hear is the sound of me drawing my index finger across my throat (laughs) in a throat cutting fashion. Um, or maybe she just, or maybe, you know, maybe she just didn't react very well to uh maybe maybe she was just being nice there in the supermarket oh, not the supermarket gave him the closed a cold store. shoulder yeah she ghosted him also he's in like eighth grade like shit falls apart pretty quick <laughs> that's fair yeah i think yeah my first relationship was in seventh grade it lasted a month and uh ended because i can't remember if i wouldn't kiss her or wouldn't dance with her oh landon, one of the two landon landon <laughs> landon girls like it when you kiss them but only if you get their permission first, <laughs> so th- things that things that that Joe Biden could learn. Uh, um, Joe comes down with a box of old records that yes. she found of hers. Uh, yes, old, as she calls them, my old forty fives. Which leads me to one of my favorite lines of the yeah. episode. Randy just kind of stares at her for a second and goes, "You're gonna let us have guns at the party." <laughs> <laughs> Which again doesn't seem too far out of line for Tim to something he wanted to do. Right? Like, if if Randy said I want to have a gun party, Tim would be on board. Um, but yeah, so she starts going through her forty fives that she mm-hmm. has. The first one she and anything like oh she's gonna have totally lame yeah. like music. First one she pulls out hurdy gurdy man. That that's a jam. It that's is a good ass song. Also not what I would consider a party jam though. Not really. It's like it's, a very it's a very haunting kind yeah, of to like, me. It, it the only association I have with it. I mean outside of hearing it a lot growing up, but. Yeah. Uh, Zodiac exactly appropriated that song for me because that's where the uh, transatlantic uh, building is being made. Yeah, and it's at the beginning and the end of the movie too. I think it kind of like bookends the movie. Yeah, like there's a like one of the first scenes when the Zodiac killer is killing one of the first. Oh, that's right, the slow motion, slow motion like bullets shredding a human body. As hurdy goody, hurdy goody. It's a like it's I would I would love to see people try and dance to Hurdy Gurdy Man. <laughs> it's not really a convenient tempo for dancing. Certainly can't do baby circles like Tim tries to do later. <laughs> I think uh, I think really Hurdy Gurdy Man. Like I think that's the forty five that she had playing when like it was a slightly older party and everyone was like making out in the basement <laughs> and trying drugs for the first time. Uh, but Brad tries to save the day by saying, "Well." Uh, you know, you can't play the records without a record player. She's like, oh, I found my old princess uh, uh, record player. Yeah. Is that what it was called? I don't know. Yeah, no, she she does. <laughs> and everyone laughs when she pulls it out. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know that it's that surprising or amusing that she still has a record player if she has all these. Like, lots of lots of people still have record players. Like, I don't. it's not Well, that it does weird. now. There was a period, I think, when CDs were first being popularized that uh, 
the looking back at old technology was just like we don't ever need that again like there Fuck wasn't the past. there wasn't nostalgia for cassette tapes there wasn't nostalgia for vhs oh. i mean granted vhs was still a thing but you know there wasn't that like look back to betamax or whatever it was like man i miss those days i'm nostalgic for that time when there wasn't nostalgia <laughs> i, I kind of am as well yeah uh, jay leno's back hey, hey, hey how about this uh, vhs tapes hey, what are you gonna do <laughs> uh but they're saved even further by the arrival of Michelle. Yes. And her father. Yes. Uh, knock at the door. They open it. Michelle walks in. Her dad follows her in. Michelle is clearly not about this. She does not yes. like her dad being here. She says, the man who followed me in is my father. Look, dad. This woman seems fairly normal. You can leave now. She's got... And Michelle is with it. Like, she seems like she's quick enough to be yeah. in uh, Randy's pace. And I have a, a note about that uh, yeah. in the next scene oh. uh, downstairs. Okay. Uh, but did you happen to notice um, that one of Jill's 45s, like, flung out of uh, the box? And uh, as it came down, we saw on the label, character actor corner. Landon... <laughs> Your transitions, like the transitions on the show when they first started, are sneaking up on me and surprising me. And I'm like, wait, one of them flew out of the box? I didn't see this. Oh, he's doing a bit, isn't he? Okay. Who's uh, this character actor? We have, we have, let's do a duel. Since uh, okay. we were introduced. Draw. To, <laughs> since we're, you have to slap me across the face with a glove first. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You uh, have offended my honor. <laughs> Why'd you make him German? Well, no, I was doing more like a foppish English, but I'm thinking like more of a Barry Lyndon situation. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going to do a twofer. We have... Uh, Two for Sutherland. Let's start with Michelle. Okay. Uh, who is played by Kimberly Cullum. Mm-hmm, that's a good name. It is a good name. It's a great little name. Uh, her last credit was in 1998. She has hey. uh, jumped over to the being shark. an assistant. Oh. Um, that's what she's doing most recently. Uh, but she has a few acting credits under her belt, including Maverick. Did you oh. ever uh, watch that show? Yeah. Or movie? Uh, oh, movie up? Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Mel Gibson. With the Mel Gibson. Hey, the with Foster, the Mel Gibson. And, uh, and they're eating the Gabagool James on the, Garner, uh, yeah. on the, on the uh, uh, casino boat. Yeah, there's a scene where he promises to lose at poker for an hour. Yes. And he's like, there's one scene where he's holding his cards backwards. I, I actually love that movie. I want. What, what I don't I, know if I would now, but I growing up, it was one of my favorites. When I watched it, like my parents showed it to me, telling me it was a really good movie, and I watched it when I was young, and I just didn't like. Have, it's a little slow for a young kid. Yeah, like I didn't it, like there weren't there wasn't enough shooting, and I didn't understand gambling well enough at the yeah. time. But I think I would appreciate it more now. Honestly, it's a, it's a long movie too. If memory yeah. serves me, it's like two fourteen. It's uh, two seven. Yeah, I'm just looking at that now. That's a lot. Uh, she was also in Quantum Leap. Oh man, Quantum and, Leap. Uh, she was in. She was yeah. Uh, I'm seeing if there's anything else. Monkey Trouble. That was a Monkey Troubles. She was also in uh, Empty Nest, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, so she was brought to us by Cheyenne. Thank and you. And she was not on ER. Oh, uh, yeah, our mini game was she on ER? She was not, and you were correct. Ah, that's good. Uh, okay. Next up is Daddyo, <laughs> Mark L. Ta- uh, Taylor. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, so wait, Mark Taylor was on the. Sh- <laughs> What time loop have we entered now? <laughs> I didn't even pick that up to write the second. Uh, Mark L. Taylor. This guy is like a character actor face from my childhood. Really? He's just one of those guys that just popped up consistently from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids oh, okay. to Arachnophobia. Whoa. Inner Space. Homeward Bound. Like, this dude was the 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 secondary character in almost every Disney movie I saw. He, he definitely has the, like... 
Like he 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 certainly has the kind of kind of priggish dad thing down. I could see mm-hmm. him being like a dorky straight laced cop in a kids movie. Yeah, I, or as I seem to remember him in uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids as like the kind of uh, easy to annoy. Uh, guy who doesn't understand science is just like, just yeah. get to the point. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Yeah, that's a in, line from hey, the movie. Hey, in English, please. <laughs> exactly. In English, could that's you just say line. that thing in that's English it, for yeah. me, please? Uh, this guy's been around for forever, and uh, I think those trips around took him to a little hospital called ER. <laughs> uh, his first credit actually was in Marathon Man. I'm just buying time to see if uh, I could find ER on here. Um, uh, it's uh, Control F or yeah. Apple F on an. I Apple. know, but you know, you try doing uh, a, a fine for the letters E R, you're oh. going to get about 127 per page. <laughs> I, I guess E is a rather <laughs> commonly used letter, if not the most. And E R is a very common. Um, also true. Combination. That's I think key to the show's success. Good letters <laughs> in the title. It shows up at, like they had to charge royalties to every show. Like, for example, Hackers, uh, oh, the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, they had to pay royalties because they used ER. Uh, Mark L. Taylor was not in ER. That's impressive. I don't even give a shit that I'm wrong. That's just impressive. <laughs> okay, back to uh, our regularly scheduled... Oh, wait. Uh, Mark L. Taylor was brought to us by Michael V.S. Oh, thank you, Michael V.S. So, uh, anyway, Jill, in meeting Michelle's dad, wants Michelle's dad to meet Tim... At the same time, Tim comes upstairs from the basement wearing no pants because his pants got ripped off. He quickly ducks back into the uh, into the basement door when he sees uh, uh, when he sees Michelle's dad up there. Michelle's dad does not see him. No one sees him. And then, but Jill hears him going in and says, "Oh, Tim, 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 come out and meet Michelle's dad." And Tim kind of sticks his head out and goes, "Oh, hey," and tries to go back in. She's like, "No, no, no, Tim, come on, don't be rude. Meet, meet him and say hi." <laughs> and so Tim kind of sticks his head out and is trying to keep his waist behind the door. And and Michelle's dad is like, "Oh, aren't you that guy from TV?" And they start having this long conversation. Then I thought this was yeah. hyster- I thought this was very very funny, very well done. The, the, yeah, the gag in the earlier scene is then paying off in this yes, frasery, yeah. if you will. And Tim, <laughs> that's very generous of you. I it's farcical it is yeah uh tim gets uh so excited in the process of talking about because bird's like oh you know what i love that episode where you set your cuff on fire yeah and, and tim's like oh my god are you kidding me i have it on tape if you want to see it and steps out from behind the door yeah and he's got uh and he's there in his underpants and then he, he, says, he immediately recognizes yeah what's uh the problem he's so like i bet you're wondering why i'm not wearing pants right now etc etc trying to kind of make up for it and talk his way out of it. We cut over to Michelle and Randy, and Michelle goes, why is your dad wearing no pants? And Randy goes, because he wants to ruin my life. <laughs> and then Tim basically just talks his way over to the stairs, and like he's in like, you know, I like, I like wearing boxers. I find that they're more freeing when you wear slacks. And then he turns and he starts walking up the stairs in just the funniest way, like this kind of very straight ramrod stiff. Way, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's all I have to say. I thought it was really funny. It was good. It was a great little uh, bit of uh, physical comedy by Tim. Yeah. Um, and we get a uh, uh, transition where all of the scene pieces from the next scene slide together, um, which is the party in the basement. Yes. And all of the kids have arrived. All, uh, this... all of the kids and all of the land. <laughs> I don't know where that came <laughs> the, from. That, that Pied Piper. I had. I think I've fallen asleep and part of this is a dream for oh, me. Oh, God. Uh, so no one's dancing. Yeah. Uh, rock Ryan, music is playing. That yeah, might be part of the reason. Yeah, rock music that no, that doesn't cost any royalties. <laughs> um, Brad, Kids are moseying 
around. I mean, they're not even like they're not really. I mean, I guess they're, some of them are chatting. None of them are dancing. They're just kind of like slowly moving from one side of the room to the other. This party kind of sucks. <laughs> and Brad, I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like much fun. Brad suggests that Randy go ask Michelle to dance. Yep. Randy beautifully awkwardly dances his way across the room. <laughs> it was, it was kind of beautiful. It was, it was like if you can picture. Uh, the Pee Wee Herman dance oh, to yeah, tequila, like that, yeah. only without confidence. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like a, it was. It was like a, a plastic bag blowing around in the wind. It was the most <laughs> beautiful thing that has ever been filmed. Uh, so he goes over to Michelle, yeah. and I wrote down all of their dialogue because it was really good. And I wrote down the girls that Michelle are talking to part like the Red Sea. Uh, because they see Randy's for dancing. JTT, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> either that or they just know, you know, he has that ability to. Mm-hmm. He just makes eye contact with them. It's just like you go <laughs> exactly out of the way. Don't cock block me. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's go into this weird flirtation tactic that Randy has. He says, "You having a good time?" She says, "Not really." He says, "Neither am I. I'd leave, but this is my house." <laughs> she says, "I like your shoes." He says, I like your ears. She says, what? He says, I just never noticed them in school before. She says, I bring them every day. <laughs> Scene. I, thank you, script man. <laughs> your You're second welcome. appearance. Still haven't gotten uh, uh, like a, a bit for this character. But, uh, uh, I, in this dialogue that they have, especially when she says, uh, when he asks, are you having a good time? And she goes, not really. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, I really like Michelle. <laughs> Michelle's pretty cool. I like Michelle a lot. She, yeah. again, she seems like a really good choice for me. She's Randy. not fucking around. She's, you know, she's not mean, but she, she lays, lays down the truth. I like it. Yeah. Um, she drops <clears throat> truth bombs. <laughs> Tim comes down and, uh, in a callback that I don't think we've seen since season two. Donk. <laughs> he clanks his head on the pipe. Uh, as he comes down the stairs. Yeah. Um, and Tim, before he even gets to Randy, stops a kid that's uh, just kind of moseying, uh, as I mentioned. Yeah, around just straight the thing. up moseying. And, moseying uh, up to the saloon to get a sarsaparilla. <laughs> He's like, how come, uh, how come the kids aren't dancing? Uh, you know, I made this floor for, for Randy. And <laughs> the kid goes, um, uh, he goes, I made this floor for Randy. I bet you your dad never did that for you. And the kid just goes, I kept dropping hints, but all I got was a CD player. Really, like, I, the writing in this episode is just so, like, snappy in a way that it is not normally. Like, I love these little bits. Uh, and that kid, as he's walking away, completely, like, sizes up Tim. He just, like, looks him up. Like, he feels like he could go take Tim out in the parking lot. Or this, or this kid is like, say, wish I saw him without pants on. Uh, that's not the impression that I got. Well, you know, I, well, excuse me, mighty, mighty boss tones. Uh, <laughs> well, and speaking of mighty, mighty boss tones, uh, I don't know, with the music playing, there were trumpets uh, coming, and the music notes came flying out of the trumpets. This is a bit again. God damn it. <laughs> and floating on the the surface of those notes was a character actor corner. Oh, wow. We're going to go into uh, just a quick one for this kid. Uh, his name is Andrew Amick Angela. Uh, Angelo, what the fuck? Is Angelo. that even a name? Amic Amge- Angelo. <laughs> uh, I may be pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> Maybe you think? <laughs> Andrew, I got that part. Yeah. A M I C. Okay. Dash Angelo. Andrew Amic Angelo. That's what I said. Andrew Amic Angelo. <laughs> Andrew Michelangelo. Uh, outside of Home Improvement, he doesn't have uh, 
too many credits, but outside of Home Improvement, he was on the very short-lived TV series Kirk, starring Kirk Cameron. Oh, there you go. Uh, and another one, most recently in 1998, called True Friends. What happened in 98? I feel like all of our character actors like stopped working in 1998. That was when the cataclysm occurred. <laughs> uh, so ER started back in 94. Do you want to guess whether or not he was on there? He was not. You're correct. <sighs> that is not one of his six credits. Wow. I figure like if they have a lot of credits, they probably were on ER. Like or it's yeah. it's like it's like playing blackjack. Like you should hit if it's over a certain number of credits, and oh, you should you stay if not. Process to this already. Uh, they call me Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, Tim. Uh, you know, Randy is like, Dad, don't be down here. Just don't. <laughs> just go upstairs. Just you're ruining this. Tim is insisting on trying to get people to start dancing. He starts mm-hmm. doing some dance moves. Uh, they do not work very Called well. The baby circle. Yeah. And he starts, you know, doing like uh, what There is an actual like. That's uh, the baby circle? That's the name of that move? That, well, that's what he called it. Oh, okay. He's like doing baby circles, baby circles. But there is. What's that one where you're like churning butter sort of? I, 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 an I, actual dance I move. know that move and yeah. I've done that move. Yeah. And I regret having done that move. <laughs> but I don't know what that move is called. Uh, Tim has just no name. appropriated that for his own use and just is doing tinier circles is all. Yeah. Uh, good content. <laughs> he ends up going upstairs and uh, suggesting that Randy get Michelle to dance. Yeah. Uh, did you write the uh, this dialogue down? Because I thought it was kind of uh, I, a I, nice I did, little I did not. I did not. Uh, so Randy's like, he goes over to Michelle. He's like, so, uh, Michelle, would you like to, uh, and he's like indicating at the floor, and she goes, dance? And he goes, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of, you're a charmer. He's a smooth criminal. He is. Uh, but unfortunately, the second she steps on the floor... She falls to the ground. Because the floor is a smooth criminal, too. <laughs> uh, and we get the grunt creep in a second, rare second appearance. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Buffing the floor as our transition. Yeah, because Tim comes running in to the rescue. Yeah, he buffs the scene right out of our our eyes. So, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. We go to the kitchen. Yes. Take it away. Uh, while I recharge. Tim has... Okay, just just, just plug in. Uh, Tim has overwaxed the floor. There's no doubt about it. He comes up... You know, he comes up with uh, uh, Michelle. They get her sitting down. Jill has been singing uh, classic tunes into her, her ladle as she prepares a big bowl of punch for everybody. Uh, they get her sitting down and say, okay, we need to get some ice for this before it swells up. And Jill goes, I put all the ice in the punch. And Tim just goes... Well, okay, and he just picks up the bowl of punch, takes it over to Michelle and says, put your foot in this. <laughs> and Michelle, God bless her, puts her foot in this bowl of punch. Yeah. Um, and here's... I'm not going to lie, that probably saved a lot of strife with her foot. Yeah, no, it probably it, did. It, I think, uh, yeah, you need to, to ice that stuff right away. And I wanted to say some things and have it not be viewed as creepy, but I think girls putting their feet in punch is a fetish. Uh <laughs> I also think. Are you, are you just recognizing that as a fact? So that foot fetish and punch uh, fetishes um, feel seen? I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cultivate a new audience for oh, okay. our show. Uh, so I think that's a fetish, for okay. one thing. I think that foot punch is also a good nickname for wine. Or a punk band. And I, I'm, thirdly and last of all, I think foot punch is a cool synonym for kicking. <laughs> Those are the three things. And you made fun of me for my hand smacking comment. <laughs> you're right, Landon. You're right. I was. I was too. Uh, I, I will. I will give you foot punch if you let me have clapping as hand smacking. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? Let's 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 hand smack all over this, but slowly, and call it a handshake. Um. So anyway, she explains that her par- like her mom is out of town. Her dad is buying a car. They're basically just not available right yeah. now. 
So um, they take her to the hospital instead. Yeah. Where uh, we get, I, I really loved that they brought this uh, this woman back. To, yeah, the nurse uh, to, at the hospital. Do, yeah, she the. Uh, I guess she's a nurse. Her name is Marge. Yeah. She's the one that's behind the desk that seems to know Tim every time he comes in. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into character after corner because we did that last time she was on the show. Francesca P. Roberts is her name. It's uh, a solid name. And she and she was from Mario Brothers, if we remember. Right. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> the big red spikes. Oh, I remember. <laughs> uh, and I think she's just a fantastic actress. She, yeah. she really brings something to this role. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people there. Tim asks if they can maybe, if she can maybe move them up in the line. She says, oh, the doctor who's on staff tonight is kind of a stickler for the rules. But it turns out it's somebody who Tim inspired to do a uh, paper on head trauma because Tim has come in so many times. So she says, yeah, okay, go go talk to him. I would say it's probably <laughs> less that he was fodder for a paper and more how many paychecks Oh, yeah. Uh, he filled out for uh, that doctor? Yeah, he bought a vacation house yeah. with all that Tim Taylor money. <laughs> for sure. I also love that the nurse uh, who's manning the front desk in a very busy emergency room says, Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, just go talk to the doctor on staff tonight who's trying to treat as many people as possible. Just go have a fucking chat with him. Room one, just be sure to knock. Yeah. Uh, I certainly wanna, 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 wouldn't want to go to that ER room. I on a, You know what? I wouldn't want to go to any ER because you're not a character actor. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'd only want to go to ER if I was getting a check for it and potentially residuals. Uh, while Tim is gone, uh, Randy and Michelle talk a little bit, and uh, she's dismayed because uh, her father's going to be pissed and never let her go to a, a another party again. Yeah. Randy's upset because he's like, oh, man, um, no one's going to invite me to a party again. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, well, you know, maybe that means the two of us can hang out. Yeah. And she's it, you, into it. Yeah, she she's like, yeah, that's great. Like, you know, we're we're pariahs now. We have to stick to each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the big bummer is that her dad probably won't ever let them hang out. So uh, Tim is able to get the doctor to uh, let them in ahead of all the people with actual problems. Yeah. I, I, I skipped over a note that I want to ask. Uh, yeah. So there's a when he's talking to Marge when he first walks in, Tim when yeah. he goes up to the counter. Uh, he has this exchange with her, this joke where he says, uh, she goes, oh, it's nice to see your eyebrows grew back in. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, they grew back in. They're bushier this time. Yeah. And I couldn't remember if that was a joke that I remember watching uh, back, you know, when I saw this episode a number of times as a kid. Yeah. Or if that was the same joke they used last time he uh, they had this uh, hospital set on uh, an episode. I don't know. I mean, I think this felt like a new one to me. Okay. But I, I, I you know. Because that would be another level of callback that I'm like, oh, that'd be funny every time he comes in. It's. Yeah, the same <laughs> joke about his eyes are getting. <laughs> uh, uh, I liked anyway. it, though. It was a good line. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So uh, uh, Tim pulls the strings. They get uh, Michelle back there pretty quickly. And uh, while they are. Um, while Tim and Randy are waiting for her in the, the room, Tim starts to talk to Randy about. You know, blah, blah, blah. Interesting stuff. And uh, cue, cue one of the janitors or the, the oh, maintenance yeah. workers to walk by with a buffing machine. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, it's on and it shoots a little bit of... Uh... I can see it this time. I know it. I know it. It shoots a little bit of what, though? Come on. Take it home. It shoots a little bit of uh, uh, floor finish Ugh. at the screen. Happens to lots of guys. Swipes, swipes its way down. I'm uncomfortable with this imagery. <laughs> We're a little... Left with a character actor corner. Oh, God. They come out of nowhere. <laughs> and this one is brought to us by our patron, Mason. Thank Thanks. you, Mason. Thank you, Mason. Uh, this guy, 
I love your secret society. Is <laughs> John Volstad. Ah. Uh, seems to be a guy who's done a lot of things. <laughs> How wow. about that? Wow. Uh, he was in 1941. Oh hey, this is the second one. Uh, second one tonight. Yeah. He's been in in 1941. He was in Stripes. Okay, that's the the I yeah the Bill Murray movie. Bill Murray. I'm familiar with Stripes Land, and <laughs> okay, thanks okay. for fucking condescending to me. <laughs> uh, he might be most known for uh, Newhart. Oh, he was okay. in 91 episodes. Jesus Christ, yeah. 91 episodes of Newhart. That is that is residual town. And uh, I I think I've only seen the Bob Newhart show. I don't know yeah. that I've seen Newhart. Yeah, he plays a character called Second Daryl slash Daryl Number Two. Hmm. That well that that. That's a lot of episodes to be in. That's a recurring character, I'm sure. Uh, I know him most from Shop Owner in uh, Leprechaun. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but he was also in Forrest Gump, uh, Coach. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the big question on everyone's mind, was he in ER? Yes. He was not in ER. Fuck. <laughs> well, he's I think in, you're at like he's, a 50% He's in the now. ER in this episode. <laughs> So it's true. Technically, you got by on a technicality on yes, this one. Yes, it doesn't <laughs> in the rule book. It doesn't say dogs can't be on ER. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so we come back out. There's not really much left for the scene. Tim kind of yeah. apologizes and you know says that he'll try and talk to uh, to Bert, yeah. Michelle's father, and try to smooth things over. Um, we cut back to the dining room where Jill is playing baseball on the cake. Football. That, they're football, football? they're football players. Yeah, that's uh, sports. They have they have goalposts. How 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 like you actually played sports in the past? How do I know? I've these never things? played football. Yeah, I've never seen a football game. You've but you've lived in America your whole life by osmosis. You know, the University of Michigan has a somewhat famous football team that maybe some people around you might have you know, been fans of. Now that you mentioned, I did find it kind of weird. I'm like, I was thinking, Jill, that's not how you play baseball. <laughs> And she's moving the the, the little full, characters full down tackle the field. Baseball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, who's the idiot now? Nothing in the rule book says that you can't play baseball like football. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> oh, this is a, this, it's the specifically MLB playbook. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. This isn't the rule book. This is a Denny's children's menu. I'm looking at the wrong thing. That's a scene from oh my, my uh, from my new comedy movie, Stroke Coach. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a downer ending. It's a downer ending. He dies. Ooh. Oh well. That... Internal bleeding. <laughs> There's a lot going on with what but just he, happened there. But, but he's very old and he's lived a rich long life and done everything that he wanted to do. Why is it called Stroke Coach? Because he had a stroke. Oh, it's not a guy that coaches you on. Okay. Um, no, that's no, that's Stroke Coach and unauthorized XXX parody. <laughs> Come on. God. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Michelle, and then, and then there's Stroke Coach and unauthorized <laughs> XXX parody, which is has a cast of parrots and it's specifically targeted at pirates and pirate fetishists. <laughs> oh my lord! What? Well, and the, well, no, and the XXX doesn't refer to porn, but it refers to the three letters drawn on the uh, big uh, jugs of grog that the uh, pirates carry around with them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Because back in pirate times, it was like liquid porn for them. Anyway, Landon, why do you keep distracting me? Come on, we've got to get going here. <laughs> Michelle's father comes in while Jill is home alone, and uh, she tries to buy some time 
before uh, Tim returns home with uh, with his daughter. Yeah, and uh, she's like, oh, oh, uh, you're, you're, I just didn't expect you to get here so early. And he says, yes, well, after seeing your husband in his underwear and your neighbor walking around naked, I felt I should get here early. <laughs> uh, so she's trying to stall him. She's like, oh, do you, want, do you want some cake? And he says, oh, no, but... And he sees this bowl of punch sitting on the counter. He says, I will have some punch, though. And Jill tries to stop him, but he just goes over and takes a cup and takes a big sip. And she just kind of just cringes. And th- this was just... You loved this joke. This was... This was... It was like butter. <laughs> this this bit was funnier than some things I have seen on Cheers, which is the oh, highest wow. praise I can get. Like, yeah. not... Like, just certain, like, weaker episodes from season seven and eight. Yeah, but, I get it. Um, he says... Oh, it tastes different. How did you make it? And Jill goes, uh, Michelle helped. And he nods and goes, ah, it tastes like she had a hand in it. And Jill just goes, you're close. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Where is Michelle, by the way? Michelle That's is, another line uh, of his. Uh, uh, well, uh, she'll be back from the ER anytime now. The ER? What? He turns into a demon and <laughs> bats fly out of his mouth. Um, uh, yeah, and, and she's trying to explain, and then as if on cue, because literally the stage manager cued it to happen, uh, Tim and Randy and Michelle come in, Michelle on crutches, they're like, oh, no, no, don't worry, don't worry, she's fine, it'll be fine in a couple days, she just slipped on the dance floor. Just a sprain. And uh, Michelle's dad says, how did this happen? And Tim goes, oh, you know, it's the classic story, guy builds a dance floor for his son, guy overwaxes floor, girl slips on the floor and hurts herself. Girl's father forgives Guy, <laughs> and and he basically says, I, you know, Guy says, no, I'm not going to do that. And Tim says, well, that's how the story goes. <laughs> yeah, I, that was another fun line uh, and delivery, I think, from Tim Allen on this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, so much that I wrote it down in my notes. Yeah. Just a good bit. You, you did a much better job of retelling it, though. Thank you. Well, I am the script man. <laughs> uh, and he goes, uh, the the father goes on to say, you know, um, or Tim Tim tries to justify it by saying, oh, you know, it's just like accident. You see the show, accidents happen. Yeah. And the dad goes, well, I like when accidents happen to you, not my daughter. I agree. Solid point. Solid yes, point. I completely agree with Advantage that. Michelle's dad. Uh, but it turns out that Michelle's dad is a vintage car collector. He was out buying a, uh, trying to buy a muscle car. Some sort of 74 GTO thingy. Yeah. Yeah, who gives a shit? Car uh, people do. Yeah, well, the, well, these two can, you know, go yeah. off into their own car universe. And they do. Called they, Cars by Pixar. Tim, uh, Tim inquires further, talks about the new hot rod that they picked up from, uh, Jim Lowe's Garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and, uh, hey, you see, this is going to hurt itself. Yeah, but uh, Tim makes it better with my car. <laughs> That's... Cliff coming in. Uh, hey, you know, a little known fact, Diane, about the uh, the uh, common leg injuries yeah, is that if you start, you listen to them. Is that if you uh, if you submerge it in uh, punch, you create a whole new fetish. You can't make this stuff up. As a matter of fact, it's considered one of the most erotic arts of sticking feet in things. <laughs> and then Carla goes, "Oh yeah, then how about if I stick my foot in your face, Clavin?" <laughs> And then it's like a shot of the bar at night. Later, Sam comes in with some girls. Anyway, <laughs> is that the uh, the actual uh, interstitial song, or is that the Spanish version? No, that's not. That's that. You know, this the Spanish interstitial music on Spanish Cheers is is more like jing 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 jing. It's really it's really bad. It sounds a lot like your Jingle Bells. <laughs> it does. Because they hired me to do the interstitial music for Spanish Cheers. They knew I was such a big fan, even though I don't speak the language. Oh, my God. Um, We're dumb guys with a dumb show. They 
<laughs> they go out in the garage. The I guess everything's been solved. Um, Basically, yeah. It, this I will say for as much as I like this episode, the ending is funny, but it's pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, we go to the stinger where Tim is alone in the basement oh, with God. the dance floor, uh, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this to the test. Yeah, it's not too slippery. <laughs> I just witnessed, uh, you know, my my son's uh, crush. Uh, crush her ankle. Crush her ankle. But, you know, I'm a man. I can take it. I'm going to crush some dance moves. So he puts on some uh, very danceable rock and roll heavy metal. Yep. That, that, and, and like, who, like, it sounded so familiar. Like, what band wrote this totally recognizable song that definitely they paid royalties for? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Air, air music, uh, royalty yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, he, Steps on the dance floor and immediately slips into a break dance. It, it's and yeah, and it's shot from above, carefully mm-hmm. uh, avoiding shots of of what is definitely Tim Allen's face. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's doing all kinds of spins. Uh, he's you know flying, yeah. b boying, uh, juking, uh, bucking. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it, it's all over the place. Yeah, and as I said, this was just like the funniest thing that I saw uh, on the face of the planet as a kid. Um, and it's pretty funny. I'm not going to go into a full-fledged character actor corner here, but the guy, the stunt double that they got, his yeah. name's Mitch Carter. Okay. And Mitch Carter he, of Mars? He is, he's an actor as well. Uh, maybe we should go into character, and we're not going to. Um, <laughs> he was not on ER, because we're not playing the thing. But here's what uh, I find most interesting about him. He has 58 credits uh, as part of an ADR loop group. Whoa, a loop group. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was on IMDb. Yeah, that's that's a real that's a real win for the ADR uh, community. Oh my goodness. Uh, so Mitch Carter, yeah, interesting way to go. Um, but you know, it's it, honestly it's a really funny bit. Yeah. Like it's a bit that is just Tim Goofin, and also the whole time that he's dancing, he's just doing little like oh yeah, <laughs> just like making... he's part of a loop group himself. Yeah, like, they just ADR'd Tim doing a whole bunch of uh, funny noises, which yeah. I thought was great. And then he uh, jumps back up and just walks back out of the room and yeah. banks his head going up the stairs, I think. I think he banks it going down the stairs oh, right, to right, start right. Yeah. the scene. We yeah. forgot, but uh, we don't have bang your head corner on this show. We go to the outtakes, uh, which is, you know, we it's had... It's just like an extra stinger. We had a uh, very early Wilson scene. Yeah. We, in Gruntwork land, are going to have a very late... Carn Corner. Oh, shit. <laughs> and this is brought to us by John V. Ah. V, 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 V. Uh, okay. It's no joke on this show. No secret. We like we like a Richard Carn yeah. or two. We're carnivores. <laughs> uh, we need to appropriate that as the actual term. I, I think so. Okay. Uh, we're carnivores on this show. We're carnies. <laughs> you keep switching on me. We're Carnival 9. Oh, my God. Uh, so we want to draw some attention, I think. Or at least I would. I, I can't speak for Sherman. Uh, for one of uh, Mr. Richard Carn's uh, uh, things that he does. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Great. He just signed up. a solid job of it. Thank you. I, I. It's, like, not past my bedtime at all. Uh, he just signed up for Cameo.com. Oh. Which, are you familiar with this website? I, I am familiar with it from you explaining it to me earlier. Uh, but for the purposes of the podcast, I'll pretend I don't know what it is. Landon, what's Cameo.com? Oh, way, to, way to lift the veil there. Yep. Um, Just like Wilson's robe. <laughs> God. Cameo, our tattoos. Cameo.com is where celebrities can go um, create a profile 
and uh, set their price point so that uh, people like you and me, ordinary folks, ordinary folks uh, can pay them whatever their price point is to get a uh, special message video. Yeah. So if you want uh, a, a video of Andy Dick saying happy birthday, I don't know why you would. Yeah, I, that's a mystery. But uh, you can, and you can get it for $99. Um, if you want, uh, uh, if you want to also just set $99 on fire <laughs> or just go to any of the late night clubs around the LA area. I, you know, or, I should, that might be libelous. I don't know. He's, he's made efforts to not be that way anymore. So he had, I, I, he had a really great cameo appearances himself in season one of love on Netflix. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And it was a really uh, heartfelt performance. Yeah. Go Andy Dick. I still wouldn't pay 99 bucks for a video of you talking to me. There's, I mean, there's, it's uh, subjective. There's okay. a lot of people I wouldn't pay $99 for. Yes. Richard Karn, you can uh, you can go on cameo.com uh, slash Richard Karn, and uh, you can actually hire him to to do a video for you. Yeah. So, uh, I wish that this was like a, a grand reveal that I've uh, had him do a video for you, but... Uh, we, we just found it out. It's kind of late on a holiday weekend, <laughs> so people aren't... like I don't think he's yes. monitoring it actively right now. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I just thought that was kind of cool. Go check it out, uh, cameo.com slash Richard Karn. Yeah. So... On the set of Duel Time. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Back. Oh, sorry. We're, we're no, stepping, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're stepping step out of the corner. Yeah. Uh, back into our, uh, to finish off our grunt work episode. Cr- credits rolling. I'm expecting this to be outtakes. Yeah. Tim says, take a, take a, that, that floor is so polished, Al, you can see yourself in it. Al looks into it and sees a reflection of himself as a werewolf. Very much looking like uh, the season two episode, uh, Halloween episode, where he's stuck in the tool trust. True, actually. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he jumps back, uh, does not kiss himself, but is very surprised, and says, well, what, what did you, did, what did you use on that, uh, on that floor? And Tim says, wash and werewolf. And Al says, werewolf? And Tim points the floor and says, werewolf. And then they pull out a TV and they start watching Airwolf. <laughs> uh... I, I, I short of the swearwolves joke from what we do in the shadows, there's really nothing else I can think of. Uh, and then Al leans over and looks at it again and really studies himself and brushes his hair. And yeah, yeah he sure as shit looks like a werewolf. And do we have any particular context or reason for this scene? No, but I almost like it better for that reason. I like that they <laughs> totally committed to this ridiculous bit. I, I'm surprised that Richard Karn would be like, oh, I don't have much to do in this episode. Can you, do you guys have any like extra makeup? Can I sit in the makeup chair for a few hours just to hang and uh, <laughs> get some appliances? It's a union job. Richard Karn's a team player. Right. I mean, hey, fuck it. You yeah, know what? That. Look, honestly, honestly, he didn't have to be in most of the episode. He probably took the week off and went to <laughs> you know went to San Dimas or something. Oh my god! But uh, it ends with him howling at the moon. Yeah. Uh, and the moon. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the. Um, Light in the reflection was actually one of the the stage lights. You're giving me a face right now. I I thought this. I thought I thought you were doing a transition. It's actually one of the sta- one of the the stage lights is reflecting off of yeah. the thing to make it look like a moon that he's howling at. Oh, I didn't realize that. And the moon. God is- damn it! <laughs> we see a little flag <laughs> on the moon. This is actually worse than the calendars. <laughs> <laughs> they did change the calendar to February. Oh, God, dude, it's like you got me on the ground and then you're just punching me in the dick. Okay. <laughs> Which brings us to the... <gasps> count. Uh, nice. <laughs> the grunt count. Well... Good Lord. Good good Lord, indeed. Uh, 
I, I can feel it. That was the last bit of energy I had for this episode. That, that's good. Well, hey, we're, we're coasted on home. Here's, gr- my, here's my guess. Yeah. Eight. Nine. Oh. That, okay, well, now it's ten with that grunt. <laughs> yeah, no, Tim does a couple grunts up front, like a couple of individual grunts, mm. like two individual grunts in mm-hmm. the episode. And then, uh, but then when he is breakdancing, he grunts seven times. Yeah. And we checked that shit. It was seven. It was an instance where we had to go back to the tape a couple times. Yeah, yeah. But we did. And also we got to watch Tim breakdancing a bunch, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, nine grunts. Oh, all right. That's a, it almost feels like a season high at this point. I, yeah. But I couldn't tell you one way or the other. I feel like we're seasonally high right now, honestly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, nine. That, jeez. How it's many, German for no. How many Harry Potter movies? I'm just trying to think of the grunt count hints. There are nine Harry Potter movies. Are there? I thought there were eight. Mm, oh, wait. Nah, fuck. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Uh, but nine, that gives me something to work with that isn't zero, and I'm excited about that. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, is there anything we didn't do? Oh, wait, the grunt count. Yeah. Was brought to just us. Just did it. Oh. By Tara. Thank you, Tara. <laughs> and now on a very solemn note, we end this episode of Grunt Work. In memoriam, Landon's ability to stay awake. <laughs> Uh, as I said, uh, we aren't doing tweet time uh, last week or this week, but we will be back with it uh, next week. Yeah, so uh, hold on to your butts. So Kirsty, who would normally be doing our tweet time sponsoring, is going to be sponsoring our outro this week. Oh. So thank you, Kirsty, for helping us get out of this episode. Yes, and uh, into bed. If you enjoyed today's show and you want to help us create even better content like our uh, soon-to-be SNES episode. Yes. Consider S-N-E, yes. becoming an official Grunthead neighbor or Alpal on our Patreon. Yeah. When you do that, you get access to all kinds of great stuff, notably our bonus podcast, Gruntwork Nights, a podcast about anything but the TV show, the TV show Home Improvement. Uh, <laughs> Is that uh, starring Raven? Yes. 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 That's that's so improvement. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a good little thing. Like, uh-huh. if you think we were loopy and stupid and off topic tonight, well, just wait until you see a Gruntwork Nights episode with your ear holes. Well, and get, get, uh, get this. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, you hear this? <laughs> Jesus, no. Hey, Diane, uh, hey, uh, tell me about the Gruntwork Nights. Yeah, okay, it's a true story. Um, we hit our, a while ago, we hit our a uh, uh, second goal. We hit it like a ton of bricks. Which means we uh, are going to be putting out a our second big bonus episode uh, soon. Yes. How soon? Hey, man, who knows? Very soon. Very soon? <laughs> right now. No, not right now. <laughs> but soon. Soon. <laughs> And then, hey guys, time is relative. Here's the thing: I, I I see how sneaky all these patrons are, and I haven't set a third goal <laughs> until we figure out what the second goal is and record it and put yeah. it out there. So, uh, you can't be you can't beat us to the punch because there's no punch to do. Stick your foot in. <laughs> that would have been more appropriate. That would have been, but it's almost as if I took improv in my life. <laughs> uh, if you want to help others uh, find this show, Grunt Work Proper. Uh, consider leaving us a rating review on your favorite podcatcher or Apple iTunes cast, cast, podcast. Uh, when you do that, oh my God, Truman, tell them what they get. When, what you get is a nice, tall, frosty glass of foot punch. And that is not a, 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 just a circuitous way. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to kick them. I'm going to kick them right in the face. Going to give them a good old foot punch. (laughs) That's not going to make them want to leave a rating or review. If you don't do it, you'll get a foot punch. So they get it either way. Yeah. You're they damned if you're damned you, have if you do, no you're damned if you don't. 
Oh, Choice is an illusion. Please stop by and say hi or don't foot punch me uh, on Twitter or Instagram where you can find us at GruntWorkPod. Uh, we also recently did a live stream on Instagram. And uh, if you guys like that, maybe we'll do another one uh, sometime in the future. And if you didn't like that, we're very sorry. <laughs> you can find information on today's show on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released, as well as get exclusive content, as well as trivia. Uh, that's the same thing. Keep going. Uh, and until next week, when we cover an episode of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and remember, I saw Al Werewolf drinking a pina colada in the floor, and his hair was perfect. Perfect.